Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day it is for y'all. Uh, thank y'all for giving me a little bit of your time each day, and for continuing to share the podcast and tell others about it and to help it grow. I'm incredibly grateful for that, very much so, and humbled by it. We'll go for one of our little walks. The birds are out today. They're kind of all over the place. We have uh, seven little chicks that have managed to survive cats and snakes and possums and everything else. There's three of them out here right now just wandering around. I think Mama has kind of kicked them out so to speak, and they're on their own at any rate, and we have quite a few sunflowers in the garden, and I don't really know what else. Got quite a few watermelons if we can keep them and save them from the birds pecking holes in them, we'll see, and we've got some sweet potatoes coming in to plant pretty soon, maybe another week or two, I think. I know that's kind of late, but talk to some people and they claim you can do it. So we're going to give it a shot. All right. That's enough of that, all right? So we're going to have a podcast, but I had to move them around a little bit. That's all right. We're going to talk about Washington today. And, you know, one of the comments that we get so often is from the left today is, oh, this was, this was set up by secularists as a secular nation. And the founders, at best, they were just general deists, right? Not specific. They did not want Christianity involved at all in government and public life, separation of church and state, right? From the Jefferson letter, uh, that 1947 Supreme Court case that we talk about so often. So, but instead of listening to what the left says today, what we really need to do and what, what we have not been doing for geez, you know, 80 years now, give or take, is we have not been making this a part of our daily life. And this goes into our priorities again, folks that we talk about every so often here, how we spend our time each day. Uh, what are we really giving our time and energy to? Is it, is it God, family, and country? Or is it whatever we want to do to be entertained? Uh, or, or whatever, you know, self-care today, that quote-unquote self-care. You know, I've got to look out for me. I've got to take care of myself. I've got to worry about me. We are so me-centric. And... And one of the casualties there is we really have no idea anymore about our own heritage and history. So we're going to talk about what others around Washington said about him, what made him so great. And then I'm going to read a couple of a little bit of Washington's own writing that I think is very. So this is coming out of, again, almost every episode, folks, Patriots Bible, Founders Bible. And 
America's God and Country Encyclopedia, and I found another resource recently I'm going to start to dig into a little bit, hopefully, in a few weeks when it gets in. Uh, pretty excited about that. But, and there went the guineas. Something made them mad. This is out of the Patriots Bible, a phenomenal resource. If you don't have one, I recommend it. And this is an excerpt I'm going to read titled George Washington, the American Moses. So editor for this was Lee, is Lee, I believe, Richard Lee, if I've got that right. First in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen, said Major General Henry Lee about George Washington after his death. He was surely that and more, emerging as the most significant leader in the founding of the United States. He was the essential man, the American Moses, the father of the country. At the three major crossroads in the establishment of the nation, he led our troops to victory in the Revolutionary War. He superintended the Constitutional Convention, and he was unanimously elected as the first president. How, one wonders, is it possible for so much greatness to be embodied in one man? After all, he was surrounded by a host of other courageous leaders, brilliant thinkers, passionate orators, and gifted writers. Franklin, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, Mason, John and Samuel Adams, Hamilton, Madison, almost all of whom were far better educated than he. Yet Washington always led the way. While much has often been made of his physical stature, he stood six feet two inches when the average man stood five feet seven inches, and he weighed 200 pounds. Or his courage, charisma, energy, vision, calm demeanor, or wealth. It was his high moral character that most historical sources commonly cite as the reason for his emergence as the supreme leader. Combine his sterling character and his genius in the area of leadership, and here was a man who could be trusted implicitly to lead over a long period of time and in the course of extraordinary difficulties. Abigail Adams, wife of John Adams, the second president of the United States, said about Washington, He was possessed of power, possessed of an extensive influence, but he never used it but for the benefit of his country. If you look through the whole tenor of his life, history will not produce to us a parallel. Thomas Jefferson wrote of Washington, his integrity was most pure, his justice the most inflexible I have ever known, no motives of friendship or hatred being able to bias his decision. He was indeed, in every sense of the word, a wise, a good, and a great man. It may truly be said that never did nature and fortune combine more perfectly to make a man great and to place him in the same constellation with whatever worthies have merited from man an everlasting remembrance. So, 
again and again, character. Abigail Adams, Jefferson, uh, Henry Lee, and these were just a couple folks. When you when you read commentary from Washington's contemporaries, it almost always goes back to character. He was just simply an honest man. Had his faults, absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, all all men do. That's the thing that we one of the, the the main thing that we're so hesitant to really truly acknowledge faithfully today, right? Is that all men sin, save Jesus Christ, the only one. Uh, and Washington did have his faults. Uh, debt was a pretty big one. The fact that he continued to hold slaves even at the end after he he knew that that was not right. You know, there's a number of things you could talk about, but in order to get this, I'm going to throw something in here because it just came to me. Because so often today, in the last few years, especially, we've seen the left, they really want to just completely destroy history as a whole and remake it in the image that they want it to be projected in, right? Uh, And we saw this with Stalinist Russia, uh, maybe with Hitler's propaganda man, too. I can't remember. But the point is, They've all said basically the same thing. If you can erase history, you can make it whatever you want. And that's certainly what we see from the left. And and not only that, it's this old saying about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There is no one perfect. And so if you if you can't, if you don't have the ability to take the good and reject the bad and acknowledge that, that's that's when we really get into trouble is when we follow one person blindly, just this is my person, Trump. He's my man. I'm going to, no matter what he does, I'm going to follow Trump. Biden, same thing. Pick one. You can't because everybody's going to make a mistake at some point. I I said this a long time ago about this podcast. If you're coming here looking for perfection, you're going to be waiting a long time, folks. I'm not always going to say things that you agree with and I'm going to make some mistakes. And, and we've got to be able to pick out the good things. And that's why you've got to focus on morals and ideals. And if you're going to turn, which we have to, you're going to turn to follow one person. It's got to be Christ. He's the only man that was ever perfect. So this, this character of Washington's, right, that's what made him and allowed him to fulfill these roles these major roles that nobody else could fill. Well, where did that come from? So what I did is I went back through, and I don't have all of them. I'm just going to read a few of them. We'll see how much time I've got. And I've read a little bit about this before, but Washington had a personal prayer book consisting of 24 pages in his field notebook, written in his own handwriting. And, And it really shows his character and where it came from. This is what we need to focus on, not what MSNBC or CNN or the left, any national cultural political leader says. We've got to focus on where our country was founded, what it was based on, that truth, the real truth, which go back to Jesus Christ again. I'm the way, the truth and the life, right? You can't have truth without the principles of Christ. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter what religion or cultural background you have. 
It's those principles that matter. The principles that Christ taught. You can't have truth without that. It's, it's impossible. Every time you follow, I was reading uh, that Churchill biography again recently. It talked about Gandhi a little bit. Gandhi had a lot of great wisdom. You will never find wisdom from any source, though, folks, that's really, truly wisdom that contradicts the teachings of Christ. So this was his prayer, Washington's prayer for Sunday morning. Almighty God and most merciful Father, who didst command the children of Israel to offer a daily sacrifice to thee, that thereby they might glorify and praise thee for thy protection both night and day. Receive, O Lord, my morning sacrifice, which I now offer up to thee. I yield thee humble and hearty thanks that thou hast preserved me from the dangers of the night past and brought me to the light of this day and the comfort thereof, a day which is consecrated to thine own service and for thine own honor. Let my heart, therefore, gracious God, be so affected with the glory and majesty of it that I may not do my own works but wait on thee and discharge those weighty duties thou required of me. And since thou art a God of pure eyes and will be sanctified in all who draw nearer to thee, who dost not regard the sacrifice of fools nor hear sinners who tread in thy courts, pardon, I beseech thee, my sins. Remove them from thy presence as far as the east is from the west and accept of me for the merits of thy Son, Jesus Christ, that when I come into thy temple and compass thine altar, my prayer may come before thee as incense. And as I desire, thou wouldest hear me calling upon thee in my prayers. So give me peace to hear the calling on me in thy word, that it may be wisdom, righteousness, reconciliation, and peace to the saving of my soul in the day of the Lord Jesus. Grant that I may hear it with reverence, receive it with meekness, mingle it with faith, and that may accomplish in me, gracious God, the good work for which thou hast sent it. Bless my family, kindred, friends, and country. Be our God and guide this day and forever for his sake, who lay down in the grave and arose again for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs> uh, Washington was not a deist in any sense of the word. Washington knew exactly where he needed to turn for strength. Washington knew that he had to ask for forgiveness and acknowledge God. This is where his character came from, folks. This is where the founder of our country where the only man that could fulfill those roles in that moment of time turned for strength. Our, our country absolutely was founded as a Christian republic. The reason we're struggling today is because we have rejected that. Our greatest threat is internal. And we can either choose to continue to go down the path that we're on and submit to that tyranny. Or we can choose to turn around and turn back to God as Washington gives us an example here.
was going to read the Sunday evening prayer, but I think I'm going to skip to Monday and we'll see what Monday morning is like. So this is the prayer, part of the prayer that Washington wrote for Monday morning. O eternal and everlasting God, I presume to present myself this morning before thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to accept of my humble and hearty thanks, direct my thoughts, words, and work, wash away my sins in the immaculate blood of the Lamb, and purge my heart by thy Holy Spirit. Daily frame me more and more into the likeness of thy Son, Jesus Christ, that living in thy fear and dying in thy favor, I may in thy appointed time attain the resurrection of the just unto eternal life. Bless my family, friends, and kindred, and unite us all in praising and glorifying thee in all our works. Monday evening prayer. Most gracious Lord God, from whom proceedeth every good and perfect gift, I offer to thy divine majesty my unfeigned praise and thanksgiving for all thy mercies towards me. I have sinned and done very wickedly. Be merciful to me, O God, and pardon me for Jesus Christ's sake. Thou gavest thy son to die for me and hast given me assurance of salvation upon my repentance and sincerely endeavoring to conform my life to his holy precepts and example. Bless, O Lord, the whole race of mankind, and let the world be filled with the knowledge of thee and thy Son, Jesus Christ. I beseech thee to defend me this night from all evil, and do more for me than I can think or ask. For Jesus Christ's sake, in whose most holy name and words I continue to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. If you're not familiar with that, that's the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. If George Washington started off each day and, and ended each day praying to God the Father of Jesus Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit, which obviously he did, and he was the father of our country, and by his own contemporaries' comments, the greatest man of that era, why do we not start off our children in the same way? And not merely at home, which I can guarantee you I don't do a good enough job there, folks. But in our public schools. Again, here's the deal. This is, we're going to tie in real quick, school choice and education. But if we're going to have publicly funded schools, they have to promote the foundations of our country. And this is a Christian republic. So if they're not centered on God and Jesus Christ and the family folks, they have to support those pillars. God, the Bible founded on that, and they have to support the family. And, and public education does not do either of those things today. So if we're going to take money from taxpayers, we're either going to have to change the system drastically, radically, rapidly. Or we're going to have to figure out a different way. 
you, you can't you can't do it the way we're doing. This is why Washington was great, folks. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. And and I didn't even get through even a quarter of his prayer journal. Just a couple of examples of where his character came from that made him so great, not only to history, but to his contemporaries in that moment. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.